0: All right, all right, all right. How's everyone doing? Thank you so much for listening to Back to Your Story. My name is Brock. This is a podcast about real people and real stories. Today we had on the legendary Royal Muldrew. He is an entrepreneur, uh, a big up-and-comer in the crypto industry, and just an all-around awesome person. Uh, We learned a lot about what real struggle, what real hard work looks like, right? Um, he, He had his father here with him. And it was really cool because this was like the first time this has ever happened. And there was a whole bunch of times like when, uh, like, even like Royal would walk into the other room and we would start getting into this conversation. And he would just say how proud he is of his son, of the man that he has become. Um, And it was just really cool because I could really respect that. And the story is just. I met this guy online. I was looking to bring on some crypto influencers, and uh, I, I reached out to him. I liked his story, uh, at least from what I saw on social media. You know, it's just kind of like a bite-sized view. Um, but then we got into this awesome conversation. Uh, we talked for like an hour and just like diving deep into this crypto subject and that crypto subject. And then, uh, and then, yeah, lo and behold, this man, uh, this man came on the podcast and shared his awesome story. It was a lot of fun. And uh, well, I'm just gonna shut the fuck up and let's get to the podcast. All right. So, without further ado, here's the story of Royal Modu from the land of mystery, where dreams become reality. Always listening to stories from the past, the present, and the future. This is back to your story. My uh, bro, how you doing?
1: Man, blessed.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. So, uh, you know, for people just kind of tuning in for the first time, listening, uh, can you do it just kind of like a brief introduction? Name, sign, who you
1: are, where you come from? Uh, man, my name is Royal Madrew. I go by New World Tycoon. I'm from Los Angeles, California, Lemur Park area, Crenshaw and Slauson. I'm basically, South Central LA. I'm pretty much born and raised been there my whole life i love that man i love that man um you know
0: for you you know growing up i i first want to just say uh it's so cool that you brought your pops man shout out to pops right there like it's uh it it really is something special it's the first podcast i've ever done where uh someone brought their father in and i got i got mad respect for that man oh man thank you yeah absolutely um you know for for you growing up what was what was life like like uh did you ever have dreams of
1: investing
0: and, and things of that nature or what what was it
1: uh no really not really i mean i as a in my area as a young age, I wanted to play basketball like everybody else probably did. And um just seemed when I got to high school, it was like, okay, there's there's more competition out here. I I don't got time for this. Yeah. So I need to focus on what I'm good at. Yeah. And at the moment I didn't know yet. I feel that. <laughs> so I was just a girl, I was just figuring it all out.
0: Yeah. Isn't that kind of crazy? It's like, you know, when we're growing up, they, they focus like so hard. You got,
1: you got to know what you want to do. You know, it's like, you got to go to college. You got to do this. You got to do that. And it's just like. Which I think is pro- honestly like the worst thing you can put on a student. I don't, I don't believe that people should graduate high school and go directly into college. I think they should take a time off for like a year to kind of figure out what they're good at and what they want to do. That's my honest opinion, because majority of the people I see that go to college, they end up being stuck in it for three years, realizing that's not what they really want to do. <clears throat> absolutely man you know this is kind of a thing that we have um
0: especially in like the u.s but if you look at other countries like the netherlands or i believe it's like a switzerland and i could be completely wrong but uh it is where you go to school till you're 16 yeah. then you find a trade right and you do that for a year or two years then you go to a university
1: that seems like the program that we need to do out here absolutely
0: you know i mean it just makes more sense yeah. When you're young, you don't know anything, man. You think you do. Shit, man, when I was 17 years old, I thought I knew everything. <laughs> I know shit, man. I'm 34, and I barely know anything now, man. Um, but it's like I, I, I totally agree with you. We, we need to
1: reevaluate the way that we educate our kids. You it's know? too rushed. Absolutely. It's like they got one summer, and they hold 12, year, 12 grade years focused on what college they're going to go to. But I don't think they focus on their talent. No, no, not at all.
0: You know, and we need to bring more of that up is focusing, yeah. you know, on their on their creativity and their talent and, and, and draw from that. Uh, you know, there is there's a reason. Do you mind looking this up where um, America is in like kind of like the world standing of um, like education? Right. Like you could look up like kind of how smart is America compared to other nations? Let's see what that says. Um, you know, as he's pulling that up, you know, I, I would say we are not even uh, close to number one. Here we go. Probably not. No, not not at all. And so, um, you know, by by reevaluate. Okay, here we go. Let me read that real quick. Ooh. Let's see, let's see that that. So, says, ironically, despite the United States having the second best education system globally, it consistently scores lower than many other countries in benchmarks such as math and science. According to Business Insider, education ranking was 38th in math um, scores and 24th in science. How is it that we have the second best, right? Isn't that what it said? The second best education system, uh, but we are scoring so low, right? I think the
1: education system is outdated. Yeah, it's a lot of things that kids are learning that's unnecessary. That's not going to even bring them into the new world that we have going on. I think they got to kind of restructure some of the education a little bit just so they can be prepared. I mean, we got coding now. I think you got to think about it like this a lot of the jobs that people were going to school for don't exist anymore. I mean, think about it. Could you go to school for being a Facebook ad manager? No, no, no. <laughs> and, those, and those make a lot of money. I have yes. a couple of people on my team um, that, that do that. And they make good money doing it, but they didn't go to school for it. So, 100%. Yeah, I think that's, they should add some kind of like techniques in digital world for students to learn how to code. I mean, they have coding classes, but I think that's more important than history books. Yeah, that makes sense. No, I get
0: it. I get it. I get it, right? You know, um it, it, history is important. It's very important, right? But there, yeah, there, there, it com- is. there there comes a point where it's like, you know, you become 15, 16 years old and like anything else after that you're only going to learn if you want to learn, right? You know, it's like we are, we are taught like, I don't know the the way I remember school is like, it's like kind of like copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste that, you know, critical thinking, creative thinking is kind of thrown out the window. So it's like, we're trying to memorize what happened in, you know, the 1600s or the 1400s to get an A on this test. When in, you know, at, at that point in your life, you know, you need to be really fostering the things that uh, are, are deep inside um and so it just really goes to show how far we are lacking um especially if we have the second best school system in, in, in the world yeah um
1: we have a lot of educated people out here but they're not smart that's what i'm looking at
0: isn't that a difference i'm gonna hey. fix it real quick um isn't that what for you you said that right um we have a lot of educated people but not not being smart what, what does that mean to you
1: People have uh, degrees and paperwork, that, master degrees and different associate degrees, but they don't know how to build a business. Yeah. They don't know how to build their credit. They don't know how to take themselves from step one to step five without being directed. So sometimes I think school kind of makes people handicapped, depending on the school they're in. Because if you're being used to told what to do all the time, when it's that time where no one's telling you what to do, you get caught in in the midst of life bills hit you but you don't know what to do now because you're not being directed yeah so we we got a lot of people who are very good at direction
0: yes yes
1: but not good at directing
0: yeah that's a that's a great way to put it you know something that you said that really kind of stands out to me is you know like credit right for me i was never taught any of that you know i in 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 high school and i i mean I, i i got my ged and i didn't really go to college but like I never knew anything about, you know, credit. And so when I had people saying, Hey, I'm going to give you $5,000 credit. I was like, yeah, fucking sign me up, dude. Sign me up. I'm 18 years old. Um, yeah, definitely. I'll take that. I never paid it back. I didn't know what that would do to my credit. Um, I didn't know how to build wealth, you know, none of those things, uh, registered and we, we don't teach that. And so it's like, um, the predatory lending skills of, you know, colleges, I'm not sure if they do this anymore. But back in the day, especially, they'd have you know Visa and Amex and they all come that. To your school, yeah, they come to your school, oh, right? It's the trap. What the, what the hell are you doing, right? And then you don't teach these kids, uh, you know how to how to build that credit and what the ramifications are long term, yeah. right? And so it's it, there needs to be a uh, an adjustment to the whole entire education system in America. Um, you said you grew up in South Central LA, correct? Yeah. What kind of opportunities are there for kids out there that want to make something
1: of themselves? In my neighborhood? Yeah. See, I come from a neighborhood. There's not that many opportunities, but the people in my neighborhood, we make opportunities. So everyone in my neighborhood is very, how can I say it, um, they know how to cre- We know how to create. Yeah. We know how to create our own lanes and make something out of nothing. So the opportunity to us is everywhere for us because we have nothing there for us to really like feed off of, but we have man, we had Nipsey Hustle there that gave a lot of inspirational to the, the neighborhood. We have uh, mom and pop stores all over, so you have you have a good community of people who understand unity and pretty much knowing how to go get go get that money. Yeah. And they know how to do it, but you know it's not it's the opportunity not just sitting in our neighborhood. We we got to literally create from nothing. Yeah, so. That's pretty much, I I love my neighborhood. I'm a proud member of my neighborhood. So um, I wouldn't even, I don't think I would have been here. Yeah. Because you just get to learn. You learn so much more in the streets. Not say in the streets, but you learn so much more just having no opportunity where you just learn how to build. Yeah. Because sometimes I think people get, they don't have that, how can I say, they they get opportunities given to them. And there's nobody giving the no opportunities in my neighborhood. So what happens is you got the people who get opportunities given to them. And when they lose it, they don't know how to get it back. Yeah. And I come from a neighborhood where we lose it. We know how to get it back next week. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> like we know how to, We're not sleeping until we get it back. Yeah. So that's pretty much the opportunities there. I mean, we make anything happen from nothing. So that's, that's, where, that's where I come from. And that's what we're here for. You know, there's something to say. Yeah, A lot of times I think about
0: this is like, you know, you, you, you see kids that, um, you know, have very successful parents, right? And they um, they, they give them everything. They roll out the, the red carpet for their kids. And just for instance, like, you know, movie stars kids, right? And yeah,
1: Which I feel so bad for them.
0: Exactly, right? And that's my point, right? Is then you you, you see that uh, a kid that is given everything, right? And from the outside, you're like, oh my God, like, what the fuck, right? You would do anything for that. But then those kids don't turn out like their folks did. There's a reason, right? There's a reason that individuals like a Nipsey Hussle and individuals like yourself that sometimes that, not sometimes, when they grow up in areas that are um, not handicapping them, they have yeah. to create their own stuff. They have to work harder, uh, but it makes them appreciate it 10 times more than the individual that was just handed a million dollars.
1: Yeah, that's, 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 that's true. That's hundred percent true. Cause I have a lot of friends that come from money, but growing up, I always envy. Like, dang, I wish I had that situation. But now as an adult, I'm like, I get why you don't understand how to build because yeah. you never had to build on your own. So it it causes them. I guess you know depression, and basically they're trying to reach you know reach to their parents' level, but it's impossible because their parents came from nothing. Yep. So sometimes. Like, I have a daughter, and, of course, she can, she's going to have the world, but yeah. then it's like I have to structure a way to let her know, like, you have to work for this part. Like, this part is actually going to be hard for you. And um, that's pretty much what I focus on with her. But as far as with me, I I have friends all over that I know for a fact that they just had a they, – if they didn't go to private school and they ended up going to public school, yeah. they probably would have been better off. right? right? Because, yeah, they're going against the grain. They're going against a lot.
0: Yeah, you know, you you look at some of like the, the most successful people in the world, and 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 they talk about this quite often. They talk about some of their biggest lessons they've learned in life is from their failures, right? Oh yeah, things that they've fucked up on. And you know, when I heard that for the first time when I was younger, I didn't really understand it. It didn't grasp. It didn't resonate. But as I've gotten older, and I look back at my life and some of the things that I I messed up on, right, or businesses that didn't succeed it's such an integral part to who I am today, yeah. right? Because I took those moments in my life where I, I didn't learn, right. Or I I, 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 fucked up. And the next time I went at it, right. I was like, okay, well I'm not going to do that again. Right. I'm not, I'm not, I know I'm not going to do that again. And so it makes the, the, the biggest difference in the world of, of the outcome. Um, you know, Nipsey hustle is, is, a uh, is a huge name and he lost his life, uh, very early on. um, you know, for people listening, like, why? What is it about him that you know people from from your area and, and people around the world just uh, appreciate? But especially people from South Central.
1: I mean, I I appreciate my we we appreciate him because he's just like us. It wasn't like he was. We all came from the same neighborhood, and he 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 spoke what we really was going through every day, and all his all his records. So. Every time you heard a Nipsey song, we felt it a little bit different than the people outside of LA. Yeah. But we really felt driving down Slauson, Um all type of stuff. Like pretty much the area itself is just like a big community of just love, and Nipsey was loved in the community. And basically, he spoke well. We he spoke for us. He, he spoke for us, he gave us the light, like everyone knows about l a about Hollywood and the glamour, but he pretty much gave you the other side of l a which was the real side south central, the real side where the, the real creators are coming from the real the real music you know and the real sound of the city so he just put that light on us a little bit and and and, and inspired my whole neighborhood to kind of get up and realize, okay, we can do it too so he put that spark in a lot of kids in the area, which was cool i I loved it like I, I've been knowing Nipsey since he was um, pretty much he was selling um, CDs at the donut shop. I, I remember seeing him when wow. I used to pull up there with my mom when I was younger. So, yeah, and it was just to watch his journey go through when the, the place that we used to go to to get T-shirts, and he bought it and turned it into his own. So it was like, you know, a landmark. But other than that, yeah, like he put on for our section of los angeles
0: that's such a beautiful thing man right it, it's it's so inspiring it, it's terrible that he he lost his life too soon um but if he can be a beacon of hope you know for for kids in the area growing up right and showing that if you put in the hard work right and, you, and you're willing to just fucking do it man you can make something you can make. of your, you can you can make it right and, and that's kind of like um i don't want to say it's like a misnomer but like you know, in life, man, obviously, not everything is going to go your way, right? That, that's facts, right? But if you have that motivation and drive and that attitude to just fucking go for it, you can achieve a lot of things. Um, you know, when you were younger, growing up, did you have dreams of going to college? Was that everything?
1: I mean, I had a dream about going to college. But when I got older and I got into high school and I was going to go, my, my dream was to go to college to play professional basketball but go to college first. But once that dream kind of went away, I, I knew that that was I couldn't focus on high school. I had to focus on taking care of myself and actually finding different ways to do it. I used to work for uh, Dr. Saby at a in a Corvus City at a Corvus City office as a shipling handler. Um, while I was supposed to be in the 10th grade, but mm-hmm. I was doing homeschool. So I was doing my packets like everyone else who doesn't get to finish high school, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the whole time I'm just seeing everyone uh, go to college and figure out that. But I didn't really have a, a, a like a like a love for it. I didn't really see myself doing more schooling on things I didn't really want to know. If that makes yeah. sense, like, mm-hmm. I just didn't want to. I I just didn't see what school was going to do for me. So me, I, I personally, I went to the library. I was like, you know what? If I want to learn something, I will just read it myself, and that's how I kind of got into the stocks and the crypto anyway cuz I I was reading books that were showing me how to make money with my money. Yeah. And that's where I was like, okay, they don't have a school for this. So it's nothing I can do about it. I got to literally teach myself everything. So everything I know has been soft, self-taught since 17, 18 as far as in finances.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, some of the most um influential people, the individuals that are self-taught, you yeah. know. Um it, there's a lot, obviously, you can take from college, right? But if if you, no, college is good. You're right. You're but right. If
1: you have a a passion for what you're doing, I tell people if you if you can do something effortlessly, like just do it. That's what you should be doing. Like that's what you should be doing. Absolutely. If you can wake up and do it, and it doesn't feel like work. That's where you should put your energy into. That's it, right?
0: And it's so it's so unfortunate because there's so many people out there that are. You know, stuck stuck behind a cubicle, nine to five, just you know, pressing the button in and out, in and out, just kind of like, you know, whatever whatever job it is, right? And and they're not passionate about it, right? They're just waiting for the weekend. They're waiting for that clock to hit five oh one so they can get out. What, what kind of life is that? And it's not to put those individuals down, right? You know, because obviously as a society we need those people, right? But in my mind, I'm like, well do we really need those people? Wouldn't we want a society filled with people that are passionate about yeah. what they
1: do? Right. Unless someone's passionate about typing up paperwork. Sure. Sure. Passing off papers and that's your passion. Yeah. Thing, but like, don't let me stop you. No. I'm, I'm gonna hire you.
0: No, exactly. <laughs> but that's it. Right. And there's definitely people out there that are passionate about it. Right. Yeah. You I need mean, those people. Of course sure. you, sure. you need those people. Right. But we, we as a collective want more people that are, passionate about whatever the heck they do instead of just doing it for the paycheck, yeah. you know?
1: It sucks for me when I see people who have passion, but they stuck at their job because they don't know how to wrap their passion around making income off of it. So I just tell people, like, if you're at your job, your job nine to five, you're five to nine, or five to one in the morning should be focused on your passion. So yep. you should be able to, you should be creating something for whenever you're done working the nine to five, you can just like. Leave that and live your life in your passion. Yeah.
0: What do you think it is, though, that scares people? Because most people don't go down that path, right? You, you, you tell someone that, okay, from 9 to 5, that's going to be your job, right? And then from, you know, the, the, the f- to 5 to 9, right, like you said, uh, you, gotta, you, you have to do this, right? Take your passion, work on it, put all your effort into that um, so eventually it can merge and then you can continue to do that. But there's something that scares people.
1: I think, I think what scares people is that they're pressured. From parents and people around them, I think people sometimes are doing things that they're doing things for other people to make other people happy. I think if you're a child and you're in high school and you're in college and the only reason why you're going to college is because to make your parents happy because they went to college and they got their job, but they're not really happy. But they want you to go to college so they could tell their friends that you went to college so they can kind of make themselves look better. I Mm -hmm. think that's the reason why people end up in college chasing something that they're not even really supposed to be chasing trying to make their parents happen so like I my my, my biggest thing with my family was my, my mom was my mom was I lived with my nana and my mom raised me my my father was in and out of jail a lot so I didn't have somebody there telling me you gotta go to school so I think that was like the gift and the curse I didn't have sh- people there supporting without like as a kid like a big, big family. Yeah. But what I did have is that mind of freedom. I had so much freedom as a kid where I was like, oh, I would never do that. Yeah. I don't have to do that. And when I got to high school, nobody pressured me to go to college. So for me not going, <laughs> I didn't feel bad. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. nobody expected me to go anyway. <laughs> so it's like, why would I even care to go? Yes, yeah. So I think that was like the biggest, <sighs> yeah, for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Looking back at your life, right? That that is right. And you know, for parents out there listening, it's like yeah, there's so much pressure to go on college to go to college, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you know, a lot of times being a parent, I'm not a parent yet, but it's just like, do you want your kids to recreate, you know, the life that you never had, or
1: recreate your life, or do you want them to recreate or create their own life? I think parents be trying to live through their kids, mm-hmm. and, and through the process, when they live through their kids, their kids end up losing their life. Yep. And then they thinking, oh my kid got a – well, I was I was this. So maybe my kid could be this. When we are we all created different, no matter where you come from. We're, Absolutely. All, we're all different. Yeah. So it's impossible yeah. to, to to duplicate your parents. You can't. But they want you to. Yeah. So bad. Or they want you to be better. But what if the better can is just me being me? Yeah. That can be better than anything. Yeah. I think that's where people should push their kids to just be the best them. Instead of being something they're not. Because I see a lot of people in my age demographic that's literally realizing around 32, 34, 35, they're like, man, like, I need to give me some money. And I'm like, what have you been doing this whole time? (laughs) 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 Oh, I've been doing what my parents told me. I'm like, oh, man. You should just cut your parents off.
0: Yes, yeah, do you. Do you. Yeah.
1: All the way, yeah.
0: So. Life's too short, man. It's finite. It's 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 a fucking blink of an eye, right? And in the first 25 years of our life, we're just kind of like trying to figure things out. Yeah. And the next 10 years is like you're trying to mold that together. And then it's like 35 years old. Like you're an adult. You're a fucking adult, right? And uh, there's a lot of people that find themselves by the time they're 35 years old, they're not an adult right yeah they 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 tried to live their life you know through their parents eyes or through this or that right and it's just like i i love that saying it's like it's never too late right you can you can right but there there is never a point that it's too late it's like if you're 50 years old and you punch the card every single day and then you wake up and you're like no i want to fucking you know play the 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 drums for a living and i'm willing to do whatever the fuck it is to make this happen Damn. right go for it right yeah fucking do it just do it um Uh, but we need to be inspiring kids, you know, people at a younger age and not waiting till they're 35, 45, 50 years old. Right. It's like, I, I have some friends that are, you know, 50 years old and, and they've never saved a dime in their entire life for their, for their retirement or their future. And it's just like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, what, what are you doing? I mean, I've been preaching it for the past Freaking five years to you, right? And 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 not even me throw me out the window. Uh, how did this even happen? How are you 45, 50 years old and you don't have a savings and and, and are going to be retiring in the next decade, right? It, it's just it's maybe the 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 system you know that that, 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 that we're that we set up in. Um. So you know you for you right going going through high school is that kind of like when you really started getting into the library and the books or was that after?
1: No, I think. High school was high school, you know. At that moment, you just having fun. Yeah, I got into the books when everyone was at college, and I'm sitting in my nana's house trying to trying to do my thing, but something just wasn't something wasn't making sense. It was like, okay, I get this job, then what? It's like, okay, um, I save my money, but then what? I don't have no credit, so what? The library, what the library did for me. library did for me was give me the opportunity to just kind of get understand like okay I want to know about my credit okay let me read a book on credit let me let me read a book on retirement let me see what other people are doing as far as retirement and then what I read through the books I was realizing that we're conditioned we're conditioned to think that um okay I get a good job I go to school I get a good job I have a good life but then again it's like I'm not happy that's the part that they don't put in that that whole system. So I just think people are conditioned to think if they work for money, then basically they're going to make money and they're going to be able to take care of whatever they want to take care of. But that's not really what it is. People think if they put money in a savings account, they're really growing their money, which which doesn't make sense because inflation is every year. So the price of living goes up every year. So you saving your money is basically you just throwing it in a bucket and it loses value every day. So, what I'm trying to do is recondition the brain for people to understand that your money is the new employee. You shouldn't be working for money, but you should work for money. But the money that you make, you should be putting, you should be having conversations. I have conferences with my money. I say, look, you guys, <laughs> I need you and you to go over there and bring me back two of you. Like, I just continue doing it and then get to a point where I'm so conditioned to where um, people buy, they work. For the week, Monday through Friday, they say, okay, I got my check. They go buy something. Then they're like, okay, I'm going to start over on Monday. That's conditioned. So I'm trying to show people, like, if you you make your money from your job, you invest the money, let your money make money, and then that's the money you spend. That's the money you spend.
0: Yeah. That's such a smart way to do it, having
1: conversations with your money. Conversations yeah. with your money. Because if you're going to spend so much making it, you should know how – You should. If you going to sit up all day and make money, you should you should you should train your money to yeah. make money for you too. Yeah. So that's how I got into the stocks. I was literally like, "Okay. I could put my money in the bank. But then what?" Then I realized what the bank does and all they're doing is leveraging my money and investing it and giving it out for credit lines. So I'm like, "Man, why can I do that?" So I looked into like mutual funds and Different like early retirement accounts I started I made a mutual fund I started investing into that when I was younger when I was like nineteen I, I opened up a mutual fund I did a hundred dollars a month and it was cool I'm, I still have it just yeah. just because I'm I already have it, but I mean it's so slow yeah. it's like okay, like when they tell you like okay, you can invest here and then when you get to fifty, you're gonna have access to so much money and I'm just like and then what? I got like what 20 more years to kick it with it. <laughs> like, who wants to get rich at 60 years old? Like, that's not fun. I'm like, no. I wanna, I wanna do things that I wanna do now. So when I realized the stock game was stock game is good, but the banking system for me wasn't working as far as saving my money. So I was like, okay, I gotta put my money into different instruments that's gonna actually propel my account to a different level. Like I need to get, I need to turn this thousand into five thousand somehow and stocks were stocks red but don't get it twisted i jumped into stocks when i was young no 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 research not a thought process nothing just jumped into it and lost money Yep. and it was cool because i'm learning for me yeah so that's where i was at what was uh what was
0: one of the first businesses what was the one of the first things that you did to start making your money work out
1: um first money the first thing i started doing I was invested into clothes. Um we used to like back in the day, we used to help people with their chart phones and un- unlock iPhones and jailbreak <laughs> iPhones. So I, people was paying me to jailbreak their phone and add ringtones to their i seven thirty and stuff. So <laughs> I was getting paid just for adding ringtones and stuff. So I thought that was cool. And then um I think we start um pretty much Man, throwing events, we start throwing parties when we was younger. So I threw some parties when I was when I was younger with some friends of mine, and then had a job. Had, okay. had a job, worked at Doctor Sabi. <laughs> all, right, all right. Um. It, it,
0: so I've heard the name Doctor Sabi. Is it the Doctor Sabi that everyone talks about, or is it different Doctor Sabi?
1: No, it's the Doctor Sabi that everyone talks about. He's a herbalist. But yes, 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 yeah. yes,
0: yes. Um, can you
1: explain, kind of? Who he is or what he does? or He's an herbalist that basically helps people heal their body by, from natural from natural herbs, from the earth, pretty much. I worked in the Ship of the Department, so okay. I wasn't really big on herbs. But my wife is an herbalist, so she's really big on it. Her company is called Opry Naturals, so she basically helps people. and. Helps people with different um, problems. I'm not an herbalist. Yeah. I just worked in the shipping department.
0: <laughs> oh, I get that. I, get that. I, I think his daughter's handling it now because yeah, yeah, he I passed, think. right? Yeah, yeah, he passed. Yeah, he passed. And there's some conspiracy theories about that one and all that shit. And I, I don't know too much about him, I, so I we don't have no to go down there at <laughs> like, Bro, I just worked in the shipping department. I just working in the shipping department, <laughs> oh, man. Um, so so after, after that job, what are you, like 19, 20 at that point? 21? How old are
1: you? Right now? No, no,
0: not I, right now. Oh, back it, then.
1: Back then, when I was like twenty-one, when I turned nineteen, uh, when I was, when I was around nineteen, twenty, I think my um, I'm not sure it was what year my, my I lived with my grandma, my great grandma. She was ninety years old. That's who wow. kind of raised me. She had like a um store. She had a store on on um, Vermont. I used to go. I me and her used to go to her job, and it was a thrift shop. So um, when I was younger, I got to see how she interact with people, and um, the neighborhood needed her. Because she helped give out. She helped get, get jobs and kind of move, move stuff around. She, she, it was just a store that sold used items totally. to the point where, like, when I was there, I didn't know why anybody came. Because I was like, who really buying used sheets? Like, I've seen people buy used sheets. So, yeah. at that moment, I was like, okay, you could sell anything. So, um after that, that's who raised me. I, when I got, like, around 19, 20 years old, she passed away. And... Sorry. um my house that I lived in was in a reverse mortgage. I wasn't really, I didn't understand that. So when she passed away, we, we was told we had like 60 days to leave that my house. So that's when, my, when I had to move out and kind of figure out, okay, how am I going to get an apartment? But I seen it coming. So like all the things I was doing, I was saving my money. I didn't have nothing invested yet. I had the money literally in cash, just sitting in the shoebox. But um, when she passed, I literally was okay. Um, I gotta, I gotta move. I gotta get my credit together, and I paid two grand to fix my credit, five grand to fix my credit, ten grand to fix my credit. Nothing was working, so then I decided to um, basically learn credit myself, and then through the process, I started a credit credit company. So then I was helping people fix their credit. Oh. I, I realized I was like, man, if I'm having this problem, I know it's a hundred people out here having this exact problem. So I started a credit business and kind of like just told myself I'm just help people in this space because I know this space is needed. Cause I'm a smart guy Yeah. and the people that are people that I was paying to fix my credit, they weren't all, they weren't the smartest people. So some, some of them, some of them were though, like my man Ruben, he's out here fixing credit. He helped me with, with my credit and but outside of, outside of him, a lot of people that was trying to help people with credit wasn't, it wasn't working. So I decided to be that guy. It worked out, so I was able to get my apartment. And then when I got had my apartment, I was like, okay, what I'm gonna do with my savings account, and what I'm gonna do for making money. So outside of the outside of the um, credit part, then I opened up a mutual fund, and then I started investing into the mutual fund. I thought I was doing something. Yeah, that yeah. That's it. I was like, oh, oh okay, I'm set. Like, yeah. I'm good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I was like, I'm good. You starting a credit company, helping people fix their credit. Well, what are some of the issues that people have? That I mean, especially like for you, you you kept on trying to fix it, but nothing was working. Uh, what are some of the misnomers uh,
1: um, in the credit world? Man, some people if parents want to help their kids for real, they will just co-sign them in the beginning to give them that boost. That's the biggest thing. Yep. Um, as your kids as an authorized user, so they when they when they're done. And when they turn 18, 19 years old, they're able to kind of get things on their own. But I think the miss, what was missing is people not taking care of it before they need it. I, I was noticing that people wanted their credit done the moment they needed their credit. Yeah. And it's not like you can do that. It's something that's like you have to grow it. It's like a plant. So m- people wasn't setting seeds and it wasn't growing. So they want their credit. They want, they want this car. They want this house. But it's like you just looked at your credit score yesterday. Like you just you just looked at it. So I think people gotta just kind of take a look back and understand. Like if, okay, if I want something in five years from now, I should work on my credit now. Yeah. So they just need to give that self like just an early just a just just just, just focus on your credit before you need it. Add some trade lines. Make sure get some authorized users. Get some starter cards. Pay on time. Try not to put too many loans on yourself. Make sure you pay everything on time. Yep, everything on time. That's uh, that's that's huge, man. That's yeah.
0: huge, right? It's yeah. paying on time, and then also like you said, is like you know having having family
1: uh, add you to their credit line. Yeah, you I know, think they should. <sighs> that should be mandatory. Like I think parents should like okay, mandatory teach their kids about credit yeah. before they go to college and just help them co-sign as much as they can. Yeah, yeah. Um and not over leverage yourself,
0: obviously. That's yeah. a that's a basic one. Um, you know, these these things, right, they're not natural for people, uh in in especially when you're younger and even for for older people, right? It's not it doesn't it doesn't click, it doesn't make sense, and they want like instant gratif you know, that that instant gratification where it's like, Oh, I want my credit fixed now, wow. I need it fixed now, and it's like, no, like like you said, plant it like a seed, right? That that shit takes time. It's not like I plant a seed, oh, boom, I got a fucking tree, right? That's not how it works. But you know, if if you're if you're a parent listening, it's like you you need to start educating your kids
1: early on instead of waiting until it's you know too late, right? Yeah. And one one little uh, note that I learned that having too many addresses on your credit can scare off creditors from loaning you money. Shit. So you should. Uh, one of my mentors, uh, Mark Anthony, told me to get, um, to get an apartment. Or not get an apartment, but get a suite. And let that suite be the only place all your mail goes. Because after 10 years, you'll be able to basically, your creditors won't have a problem with you because you're going to have the same address for 10 years. You got people <laughs> that move around so much and they're wondering why they get denied. But you have five addresses on your account. So creditors don't look at you as creditable. You oh. move around too much. That's another thing people don't pay attention to. Damn, man. I never
0: even thought about that. Never even thought about that. You know, I've, I've been in this place for a long time now, but like I could totally see how that, that would affect um, the way that lenders lend to people, right? You know, if you're, you're bouncing all over the place, it doesn't look like you're stable. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. So, uh, you know, the, these, these just small little things that we can do,
1: but for some reason it doesn't happen, right? You get a suite. You can move anywhere you want, and you don't have to change none of the addresses to none of your credit cards and none of your bills. Yeah. So everything can go there. It makes your life pretty much easier. Yeah. As long as you got access to the mail, um, I think, yeah, you should just find one sweet address and have everything just go there. Yeah. Because if you have it for 10, 20 years, the creditors are always going to love you because you never change your address. That's so smart. like, And especially when you're younger, right? You're, you're, you're
0: 18. You're going to go to, you know, a lot of people go to college and then they move out and they go to this place, they go to this place, that place, this place, right? Yeah. So if, if parents started teaching their kids, hey, we're going to open up a, a family PO box or whatever, right? And yep. it's just going to be here. And that's where it's always going to be mm-hmm. until you're older and you're ready to buy your own home, right? It, that would fix a lot of things. And I, I honestly never thought about that. And uh, that's something I'm going to be talking about. So thank you. Thank you very much. Um, you know, so, so you're at like 21 years old. You're doing this. You're helping people out. That's how old you were 21 you had the credit company?
1: Uh, so I w- I, it wasn't a company just yet. It was just me just- Just helping people. Just helping people because I looked at it like I was, I was learning too. Yeah. So I was realizing everybody's credit was different. Yeah. Because some people got different ages. Some people got different mistakes when they credit like cars and apartments. So you have to go around- you have to handle everyone's profile a little different, so I was kind of learning how the creditors handled people while we was trying to delete their items. How every some items would fall off and some people's items wouldn't. So it was just like, okay, like we have to deep dive into this one. <laughs> yeah,
0: dude. Yeah. Okay. So 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 then after that point, right? Um, what came next for you? What was like the next thing?
1: Man, at, at, when I turned twenty one. I think it was, I'm not sure if it was 21, maybe 24. My life is a blur. It's, it's a blur between 21 and 29 because I don't really, I never really, like, until I started um, becoming, like, dumb professional with my business, I wasn't really into calendars. I wasn't really into paying. Like, I, I told myself, like, that's, I was un, i was like, that's part of the control for me. I was like, man, I don't, I don't want to, I don't really think about money through Friday. I think about every day. I, I got to do something every day. So, I just worked every day just putting stuff together. If it was um buying products, reselling products, buying shoes, reselling shoes, helping people with credit. Um we pretty much just I didn't have a schedule. Yeah. So my schedule was like, "Well, it's Friday." It was more like wake up. What's the plan for today? Okay. Yeah. Same plan that was yesterday. <laughs> Get to this money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that pretty much was the plan every single day. So
0: so then all right so then you're 29 years old what came after that
1: i thought i was 21 i ended up going to china oh shit! my first flight in the world ever besides when i was a kid when we went to vegas for like 30 minutes flight like i never been on a plane as a high school or adult or anything my first flight was to china my man drew um my man drew took me to china Shit. And then when I went to China, that's when like my mind opened up because I was able to see products at the right price. And it kind of messed me up because now when I'm in America, I can't buy certain things because I know what everything costs. Yeah. So it's hard for me to buy $800 jeans when I know they're getting made. For a certain price. For a lot of (laughs) fucking
2: money.
1: It kind of messed me up, but it helped me save a lot of money because now I knew not to waste money on products Yeah. things. What what did you end up going to China for? Uh, My man has a company called Homemade Film. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but he brought me with him on the journey of that, and that was more just a trip when me and him was just – he was doing his thing and I was doing my thing, and it was like, okay, I'm going to just come with you, and we're going to see – I'm going to just – Experience, and it was probably one of the best experiences I had because I was able to be in a whole other culture. And once I got out there, I kind of see how I saw how bigger the world was. It wasn't just LA because it was my first time really leaving. So it, it was I was like, okay, this is bigger than us. This is this is world. Like the world is big. Yeah, it is, big. and I loved it. Yeah, it's so crazy, you know,
0: when you grow up in an area, right, and you've never traveled outside of the country, and when you have a chance to finally travel outside of the country you see that your your bubble is not the only fucking bubble out there and the way that you live life is not the only way that you people live life right life is so different it's vast and so many different cultures and this that and the other and by traveling it opens up a part of your brain and, and and allows you to
1: look at life in a new perspective yeah i look at everything different since then because I felt like now, okay, I can do anything because anything's possible. If I'm here in China and I know how much this costs and I know how much this costs, all I have to do is figure out a way to market it yep. and get it back to the States. So that was my whole thing. So me and my man, Twan, we was out there. We found these phones. We found these uh, little, they would look, these phones look like keychains. They're like BMW keychains, Bentley keychains. And me and Twan was just in like a, my boy Twan is Drew's brother. And we was, um, we was in like some shop and I came across it because I'm like, oh my God, like this is a Bentley phone. This is a BMW key phone. And we was like, man, that will was, was sale. And we, was, we bought like, I think we bought 200 of them for like $7 a piece. We made a website while we was in China, did the photo shoot on the bed, like literally on the bed. And we sold them for $100 a piece when we got back. Holy shit, dude. And we called it Foreign Phones. <laughs> That's a great name, actually. We came up with it like fast. Like We were like, Foreign Phones. ForeignPhones.com. I don't know if this site's still up, but if it's still up. <laughs> see if it's, see if this site's still up. It's yeah. called Foreign Phones. Foreign Foreign Phones. Bro. Damn. Oh, if, it's st- if it's still up, that would be crazy. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Ah, you lost the it, nah, man. it's gone. There you go, man. Nah. It was on Instagram, though. It's on Instagram, foreign oh, phones. Holy shit, it's man. It's on Instagram. That's crazy. How long ago was this? I think 2014.
0: Yeah. yeah, so a little bit of time ago, like seven years ago. Here you go. Yeah, I think you do like Instagram.com. Awesome. Just do backslash. It should pull it up. Yeah, after that, Yeah, backslash and then foreign phones. Damn, that's crazy. So then you sold them. And was that really what kind of opened up your mind?
1: Made me log in? Shit. Oh, you said that was that to open up my mind? Yeah, I mean, yeah. At that moment, I was like, okay, all we have to do now is just find products, and I, I was on a product hunt. But then you got the shop drip drop shop uh, drop shipping, drop shipping, and that stuff became. Just- I mean, dude, when Alibaba,
0: Alibaba came out, yeah. Fucking, you know, Shopify's, you know, easy drop shit. I, I, that just kind of changed everything.
1: I was, I was out there before that.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Yeah. yeah definitely. Before that. You were like right there on the cusp of when everything was changing. Cause it's like five years, like really when everything really switched. And especially in the past few years, yeah. um, it's just amazing. I mean, dude, can just imagine how many people were doing that, right? Probably not a lot, but definitely a good amount, and they were killing it. And then when Alibaba was, comes and switches everything
1: up. When I was out there in China, I was seeing all type of people. Yeah. And I was realizing, I'm like, okay, this is what they're doing. Just Buy, coming up. They're just coming, up here, coming out here, buying products, creating their own products, and they're bringing them back to America. And that's when I realized America is the place where everyone sells products to us yeah we're, we we we're, we look like we're the richest the richest country or richest country in the world but but really i felt we just the country that spends the most money
0: yeah definitely you know it's like um it's like where everyone's like dumping their shit on us right yeah. you know and we'll buy it yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Oh, we'll take i'll take i'll take two, 10, 20, yeah, a thousand. just drop it here yeah um you know, America used to be a place where, uh, things were made, right. Uh, you know, we had manufacturing plants and things of that nature. And I mean, technologically we make a lot of things, but you know, on, on the factory side of stuff, we're, we're, we're definitely not doing that. Nah. Um, so, you know, when, when, you, when you, did that, right. And they sold and you, you saw that opportunity, um, what did you kind of spin that off into next?
1: Like I said, it's a blur. Did you end up opening other businesses or? Um we tried to, we we had the phones. We we ended up reord- I ended up reordering more phones and selling them, but they were very they was they, they were China phones, yeah. so they weren't the best of the best. But the cool thing about it is off The first rip when you first see them, you're like, Let me get one. But after like two or three weeks, you're like, I got a real phone. <laughs> so it was funny just to see people even try it. Like the fact that they try it, it was funny. You could type if you type in key phones on Google, just type in car key phone. It's crazy. Those are phones. Shut the heck up, man. Go down, yo. Yeah. I used to sell those phones. Holy shit. That's a phone. (laughs) (laughs) No way. Dude, people would have bought that up like crazy back then. So, yeah, I found those out there in China for like $7.
0: Dude, because you got to figure the iPhone came out what twelve years ago, so it was like seven, eight years ago. That was there was only a few years into smartphones.
1: Yeah, so right. that was that was that was funny. They yeah, they worked. We have Porsche phones. <laughs> it was, you know, you put on your keys so it could look like a Porsche key, but it's really a phone. Dude, that's gangster. I is, love that. Dude, that was one of the first items that I got. Like that got me the introduction into like websites and pretty much selling products. Okay. Okay. So, you kind of go through this whole entire blur.
0: You said until about 29, right? I'm 29 now. 29.
1: So, so shit. Yeah. So, between between 21 <clears throat> and 25, I was still in the process of you know fixing credit. And then um, one of my friends, Freddie, he brought me into a rental car service situation. So, I started renting cars out. Didn't have one yet. But was just kind of third-party and people into cars. And then I... Um, then I eventually got into investing into cars. Okay. And then I invested into them and then I start pretty much renting them out with, with his team and my team. And that's pretty much what we did. So we was just making income, but that problem was I was still trying to figure out where am I going to put this money that I'm making? Because I already fell out of love with the bank. I was like, the bank's Cool. But what was, I wasn't in love with it. Yeah. So, and so you go through that process, right? Yeah. And, um,
0: was this before? This is before crypto. Yeah. Right.
1: So is this kind of like on the cusp of getting into crypto? I'm I'm dibbling and dabbling. Okay. I'm dibbling and dabbling. Um, for me, it it came um it came full circle when, then I started trying to do clothes, start trying to get clothes. So now I'm in the process. I'm like, okay, I need a designer, manufacturer, all that. I have the manufacturer because my man Drew got me my people in China. So now I'm just like focusing on the clothing part. So it just so happened I get introduced through a guy named Pedro and fast forward Pedro had me an opportunity where somebody had to pay me but they was only going to pay me in Bitcoin okay so that was like one of the, the turning switches so when I got paid into Bitcoin I just was like okay left the Bitcoin there didn't really talk about it really didn't touch it and then um, in the process of that my wife and me getting married we moved out we kind of doing our thing and then um. I'm in a position, I'm like, okay, I want a child. Like, I'm telling her, like, I want a child. You know, I'm, I feel like I'm making good money, and I'm not going to lie. I wanted a child because I saw, like, people who didn't have, like, crazy jobs. or crazy, Like, well, You know, I don't, I don't think that people should wait till everything's perfect because the way I looked at it, like, I was like, man, if God going to bless me, he's going to bless my child. So in my eyes, I'm like, if I have my child, then the blessings are going to come through me. <laughs> To my child <laughs> I love that I love That's how I looked at it Because I, I was it. like How's this child gonna eat? God yeah. gotta bless me Yeah To yeah. bless this child Yeah yeah So when I decided to Me and my wife was talking About having a child Then that's when I started saying Okay I need to get More direct on my finances So when I, once I got into it um, One of the things I was doing Was looking at my accounts Got my mutual fund, got my acorns account, you know, you're trying to save money as possible. You know, you wanna make sure while you spending money, you saving just as much. Yep. So we got those accounts going. Then I then I came across my Bitcoin account that I had the thousand dollars in. So now I'm looking, I'm like, let me see what this account is looking like. I get into my Binance account, Shorten up that one thousand was five thousand, six thousand. Like, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So at that moment, that's when I was like, Whoa, okay, I need to I need to learn more about this. So I just all I did was really Take that I took that money and then put it I spread it out to other coins that I thought that were after I did my research. And I just was stuck in it. I was just there all night, every night, like up all night to one in the morning, two in the morning every night, researching coins, researching, investing. Up until like literally the day my wife was having our child. I had my laptop in one hand and I was like, all right, baby, push. Push. <laughs> push. Hold on. Push. Make sure you you good. Could so <laughs> we had that situation going. Like my wife makes, talks about me all the time for having my laptop in my hand. Yeah, but yeah, I had I did have my laptop in my hand. <laughs> That's a true story because I was in the I was in the um, I was in the room in the hospital and I was there for like three days. Yeah, and I'm so used to moving around. I got ADD, so I'm yeah. like, what can I do? I'm like, okay, I'm literally taking all the money out my bank. Like, you know what? I'm gonna just invest in here, and then I'm here for six more hours. I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy this now, and I'm like, Times time is it? Well, I guess I'll buy some more crypto because I have nothing else to do. Yes. So I literally built a portfolio in the hospital. Wow. And after my child came, after a month, that portfolio jumped like 10 times. So at that moment, I was like, okay, this is, this is real. Yeah. So me not, doing, not, me not really knowing much about the crypto space, but just knowing uh, you can make money in it. I didn't sell anything. I sold some. I didn't sell everything. Yeah. So when the when crypto took a dip, I took I lost a dip. Yeah. I lost a lot. I yep. was like, oh shoot. No, no. So that made me kind of like I didn't I wouldn't say back off crypto, but then it was like, okay, where is they go where are they going with this? Like where are they trying to do? You got the TV telling you don't buy. You got people telling you it's a scam. But then I'm literally a walking testimony of my own account. Like, no, nah, I have made some money and if I had sold it. I would have had more money. I yes. just didn't understand it. So after a while, I realized like maybe this is what I should be doing because I've never made so much money effortlessly. Yes. And I was like, if you can do something effortlessly, <laughs> yes. you should put your all into it. Yes. So I was like, you know what? This is where I'm going with it. 100%. And then crypto pretty much changed my life. Changed yeah. my life and everyone around me. So- I just was like, you know what? I have to spread this as much as I can. And I did for two years. I had a telegram. Nobody joined. A couple people joined. Most of my friends thought I was crazy. Yep. But it was cool. It was cool. Because I knew my time would come one day. Yes. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. One day.
0: And you stuck with it. And I think we were talking about this before the podcast. It's like, I remember, you know, getting in 2016 and then, was like all about it, and you know, um, I had my own channel, and was like, you know, building that up, and then like everyone was like, "You're crazy, Brock. This yeah. is nothing. It's BS, right? It's a scam, right?" And then you know, 2017, the hit, the crash comes, right? Um, and and everyone's like, "See, I told you, ha 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 ha." You know, it's a scam. It's a scam. And I just stuck stuck with it. You know, kept on investing, kept on researching, kept on. It just consumed my life to the point where I almost got out of the. Um, I, I I'm in the hair industry as well, and. At this point now, I'm the the C, uh, the chief marketing officer of a company called Ergo Styling Tools, and we create high end professional uh, like brushes, blow dryers, flat iron, oh. things of that nature. Oh. And I almost left the industry to get into like the blockchain tech and, and, and all of that. And I was taking a lot of courses and all of this shit. And I didn't end up making the switch, which I'm I'm very happy because now I can do best of both worlds. Uh, but now, flash forward to 2020 2021, right? Yeah. Everyone's like. Brock, I should have listened to you. I can't believe it. And now I have like weekly meetings with some of my friends, like introducing them, you know, trying to help them build their portfolio and all this shit. Right. Um, And so we're at this precipice now where it's like things are completely different. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's just completely different. But over the past couple of years, what are some of the things that you have focused on to build, you know, who you are today?
1: Well, mainly, I wanted before I taught people, I wanted to have a I wanted to master it. And when I say master it, I'm not mastering crypto because it's impossible to master crypto because it it changes it it's new it's stuff that's getting added to the system. The change the system changes every year. Um but I wanted to be able to at least teach people. So I sat sat in my house for a year and pretty much didn't go out and kind of just stayed on the computer, um made money. Research coins after research coins. And then I turned around and I built like a, a team of people to help me. But in the process of that, something told me that something, I don't know what told me, but something told me that the, the world's gonna change. So at that moment, I stopped what I was doing completely. Like I stopped doing everything I was doing. And then I decided to make a, um, an ebook. So I, I made an ebook called Let's Get Some Money, right? The ebook I dropped in October and I was introducing people to DeFi. And people didn't understand what DeFi yeah. was. So I made a beginner's guide book just for people who really didn't have any idea about crypto. I wanted them to have an idea. But I, would, I knew the only way I can get people to care about the idea if I put let's make some money. Yes. Because in the book, I don't tell you how to make money. I just give you an understanding about money, which is something that you guys need to understand anyway because you guys don't understand money as the money you're spending now. Now that money's changing- I just wanted to have a little book out there for people who just was interested. So I dropped the book in October and then how I built the group was from the people who purchased my book. I thought that maybe they should learn together and grow together. And that's how I really started my community. It was just, if you purchased my book, you get access to our discord and the discord just Basically, it's just me and the collective people just communicating about crypto and what we're buying and what we're talking about and what we're thinking and what what news is we're watching, whose Twitter we're watching. Like, just pretty much, just put it all in one room. Yeah, and it kind of just grew on its own. My my group has a life of its own at this moment. I learned from my I learned from the people who joined, so we're all just one big family trying to make sure everybody gets this dollar. You know I love saying? that. And I yeah, love yeah. that.
0: I love that you gave me but, access to it, and um, and and I've looked at it multiple times, and I just. The community inside there, man, you got this person helping this person, this person. And it's just kind of like this life of the zone. And then you pop in every once in a while, you pop in, you you, you you give some information or whatever. But then it's just like people helping people. And it's just yeah. like this beautiful space of, of you know, individuals that are that are wanting to grow together, right? Yeah. Because we have this opportunity now, um, you know, where the, the baby boomers kind of just sucked everything up and left nothing for, you know, for, for all of us, right? Yeah but now we have this this new emerging technology that is going to um dramatically change the financial system as we know it in the years to come and it gives us the same opportunity um maybe sometimes even more than the the boomers had right because cryptocurrency defi based technologies and just the blockchain sector as a whole is going to change so many things
1: yeah it's going to be had, It's going to give everyone the power to to basically control their money and direct it in a, a way they never even knew that was possible. That's why a lot of things I tell people they can do in crypto, it sounds foreign. Like when I tell people, "Hey, you know you can borrow against yourself." Yep. You can and your money can be saved and you can grow with Ethereum and borrow from Ethereum without selling your Ethereum and they're like, "Impossible." I'm like, "Yeah, cuz you're conditioned to think you have the ball from the bank, and they don't want to. They don't want to give you any money yeah. because you don't have a relationship with them. But why would you have a relationship with them when they pretty much are just using your money to lend out so they can make money? Which is uh, which is understandable. I mean, that's a standard of business that we've been used to. But I think crypto is going to come and wake people up, and finances should be a conversation in the house more than the, a, a sport team. I think if you're going to talk about what someone made. When they sign their contract, I think you should talk about which company is coming out and who's partnering up. And that's pretty much what we focus on. We focus on making sure that we are involved in the companies that are just not on the front scene. Not just your Dodge, not just your XRP, but we like to get into other com- companies. We like to get into companies that's coming out before the masses get into them. I mean, that's, what research, well, that's the type of research we do. Yeah, And my goal is pretty much to just show people you can – get into companies and make a lot of money because we all missed that boat. We missed that boat. And our parents missed that boat, that Amazon, Tesla. We all missed that boat. And I just feel like that boat, it, it just came back around, but it's not a boat no more. It's a jet. And, yep. and if you don't get on this jet, you will get left. So what I'm doing is I'm just basically showing people the direction to the jet. Yeah. So, cause once it gets once it touches the air, it's over. Yeah. And, we got we got this space to where if we all decide to get in now, the next five years will be lovely. You don't want to look up in five years like everyone did in 08. Like, yeah, I, I didn't invest in Apple. I didn't invest in Tesla. I didn't invest in Amazon. I didn't invest in anything. I invested in my job. That just fired me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like that's, Literally. That's literally, literally what happens to people. Yeah. So I'm like, man you should have built a relationship with your money Yes. and your money should have been working for you. So that's your fallback. How can your fallback be money if your money not working? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you have the ability now to invest in these protocols
0: and these businesses and, and these emerging technologies in the crypto space. Unlike you, like, like never before, never before. like never before. Right. Um, and, and so this is, this is going to create a lot of, of generational wealth right but it's just kind of up to you if you want to get into it or not right um and you know hopefully for the people listening it's like take the time to research take the time to check you out right because it's like you're the one that's that's sharing that right where where can people get that book
1: the my ebooks in my bio um um new World Tycoon. the book is a hundred dollars yeah on, but pretty much, it's just a beginner's book to just get you aware of what the words are, what a defi is, um, what's ripple, what's what, what is litecoin, what is ethereum, like what what are these coins, what are they really doing? And once you purchase the book, we let people into our into our channel. But that's the thing: once you're in our channel, it's very hard to kind of catch up if you don't have no understanding of it. So I try my best to do one-on-one meetings with people. Well, people can book me on my bio um, or dot com, They can book me and I pretty much just try to give you three or four hours of just skipping over all the bull. Like it's so much stuff you can when you go into research and crypto, you can really deep dive and go deeper yeah. and deeper into some stuff. And you might end up in a pool that has nothing to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not you're not supposed to be here. Get out. Yes, yeah. Like, yeah. So what I try to do is kind of dumb it down and show them like it's really just a couple apps, get you In a community Because I can honestly say When I got into crypto I joined over 50 communities Yup And how I invested in my coins I was trying to figure out What was the Top five coins That each community Would talk about And that would be My investment Because I'm like Well if, if 200 people Over here is talking about it And then another Thousand people over here Is talking about it It has something to be you know, kind of gave me a direction like, okay, what is this coin actually doing if everyone's talking about it? Yeah. Other than me just getting online, because you could go to Coingecko.com and you'll see thousands, hundreds of coins. But where do you start? So you, my, my my, my, my advice is start with a community. Even if it's not my community, just start with a group of people who are in this space. So when you're you're, you're going through it, you don't feel like you have no one to talk to because we've already did that already. We already... Already went through the space of financials where we don't, don't want to talk to you. you. Got your mom a lawyer, your dad's a doctor, but they can't explain you anything about finances. Yeah, and it's, that's where I think the the, the 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 like it becomes really hard. Yeah. So why would someone go to college and save money? They don't even understand the saving mechanism of saving it. Yeah. What would they be saving it for? They don't even know why. So you can't get upset for see people who don't save money because. They don't have a reason to say money if they never was taught that money was used as a tool. Mm -hmm. So I look at money as a tool to help me take care of my life. Instead of me working for money, I try to convince people to put your money to work. Even if you are working for money, your money still needs to work for you. You need to hire money and this needs to be the new employees. And crypto space is basically making it a way where your money can drive you to any direction you want to go. But you got to just be in the right car. The way you get to find the right car is find the right people. Cause you could be in the wrong car. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> and that car could drown. Yes. I've seen people make a lot of money in crypto. I've seen a lot of people make no money in crypto. Yeah. But the question is who they make? Who who is your team? Who is the people that you're communicating with every day? Just like it takes five people to score a basket in a basketball game, it should take about a hundred people to help you figure out really what coin to purchase sometimes. We have meme coins like Dodge, so you got beginners that's out here like, yeah, I'm into crypto. I bought yeah. Dodge. Yeah. Those people, I love them because at, I love them because I, I see that they want to learn more. They just don't know how much more is under this lid like they're in. They're like, oh, yeah, I, I bought some Dodge. Yeah. But like, there's so much more past Dodge to where it's like, at this point, I don't even know where Dodge is. But I know what Matic is. I know what Polkadot is. I know yeah. what um Morpheus is. I know what Punda is. Um there's so many different coins. I could go on day by day. For, like right now we we just made a we made a drop on a coin called Safe Coin. You could look it up, find out what it does, but that's a coin that we purchased today. Um and what, much. Is, what is it
0: for, like, for you, right, when you're doing your research, right, looking into different um, tokens, what is it, like, what are some of the things that, you know, need to, like, catch your attention to, like, say, okay, I'm going to purchase or, you know, invest in this?
1: Partnerships is what I look for. I look for partnerships and the utilities. Like, I want to see, can this coin be here in the next five years? Who are they partner with? Who's behind it? And who's pretty much connected to it? Because a lot of people in the crypto space, they have a lot on their line. And people have names. People have businesses. They can't connect their name to certain things that's not real. You just got to look behind the curtain. I look behind the curtain. We, we, not only do we go into coins, we go into their telegram. We start communicating with their community to see what they're doing. And that's how far we go. Like It's really, it's really we do deep diving. And since it's like hundred, hundreds of us in my group, we're all able to all become each other's research team. And that's where it becomes easier for us to say, well, I mean, 10 of my guys is investing in it. I don't have to think twice because they 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 invest in good things. Yes. So we're all in the same boat. If I drop 10 coins that I think people suggest, should buy, they have the ability to research. But I'm pretty sure they're going to not have to think so much into it based off my record of picking coins. Yeah. They're going to have faith in you. Yeah. And right. I have faith in them too. Exactly. Like if they was to say, well, look into this. I'm looking into it. I'm not gonna look over it. I'm looking into it because something in this coin sparks your attention. So I feel like, okay, I already know where your brain is at. So if it sparks your attention, maybe it might spark mine. And nine times out of 10, it does. That's why I love my team. Like they make me more money than, probably, than I make them. And they, you know, just by helping me be able, because not only am I teaching and I'm trying to put together all these programs for people, but they're, they're not, they're actually researching. And since they have the ability to, you know, you could teach someone how to fish. I don't know how that saying goes, but I heard about it a lot. You can,
0: uh, you can, uh, can you look it up saying about teaching someone to fish? You could lead someone to water. Yeah, you can lead
1: someone to water, but you can't take him, teach him how to, to fish, fish or something like and, that. What the fuck is that saying? Well, hold on. Uh, let's see. Let's
0: just see. see. And, and well, no, that's not the, actually the saying. Um, uh, oh yeah. That's
1: perfect though. You could teach a man to fish, but you feed him. Fed for a lifetime.
0: So if you uh, it says if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. If you teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. Yeah, that's another good saying.
1: So before I I wouldn't. So when I talk to people about crypto, I try to give them an understanding of how big it is outside of just Bitcoin and Ethereum. So I give them like a run through of the coins I purchased over the past year and why, and and show them what price it was at and where it went and the partnerships that that coin had and why did I pick that coin. Why did I sell that coin? So once I once I feel like they understand how to do their research and kind of pick and choose between what's what, and I say, and I'll show you in a simple form. You got Nike, you got Adidas. But then Adidas is being sold at Foot Locker and Foot Action. But there's also a company that's between them that handles the transaction. You get it? So we deep dive into it. So not only do I look at Nike, but I also look at the people that's competing with Nike. But I'm also wondering, okay, where is Nike being sold? So I invest in that. And then I'm wondering, how do they do the transactions between them and what's the company? So I invested to that company because I know that company now not only does transactions for that company, but they also work with other companies. Yes. So then that leads you into investing into like Chainlink, Band Protocol, and those type of companies yep. because they are helping other companies. So- Like I said, once people understand how to do their research, they can kind of see the game. It's like a 3D chess. You just got to see the missing pieces. Sometimes you got to step away from the TV and ignore the dodge and all the news to kind of see what's really going on. Because all they're going to do is promote the coins they want you to know about. Of course. And what we're going to do is show you, or what I'm trying to do is show you coins that you'd never thought that was even real. Yes. But it's real in front of you. Yeah. You yeah. know, so that's why I pretty much think like it's important for people to just, just get with a group. And I think the world is going in a time where Instagram and Facebook, everything is going to be good, but it could go bad anytime. But if you build your own community or be a part of a community, that's something that can last forever because at the end of the day, I don't want to have an event where it's a bunch of people that I just grew up with and we have nothing in common. We're just going to meet up and talk about our jobs and how, how bad we hate our life and, with with what Jimmy did at baseball practice, like I'm not trying to do that. I want I want to grow with a I want to make four to five hundred people a year millionaires with me. So when I have other investments on my table, I don't have to think too much. I know who to call. My my friend, I know he made two million dollars yeah. yesterday. I'm gonna call him see if he likes his idea. And those are the type of conversations I want people to to grow to have and look back and say, you know what. I got into crypto, and that it changed my life because it changed my life. So once I realized it changed my life in a big way, I was like, man, it would be amazing to change everybody else's life this way because I don't, I don't work for money. I, my money works for me, and the people that are the most unhappy are sometimes, to me, be the most educated people. And just because you're educated doesn't make you smart. Nope. Because I know some real educated people that don't know what to do, and – that's where sometimes taking a back seat out of that, that world, out of that program, I call it the matrix. Take, just like step away from the matrix sometime and kind of just trying to pay attention to what's going on around you because you could be caught up in it. You could work, work, work. You got school, college, work. <laughs> your job is paying back your college, and you're using your credit. So by the time you're done paying off your college, you're in debt. Yep. So it's like. If you just take it back, like, man, forget these bills, forget this college, what's really going on in the world, you'll find so much going on. And that's where I'm at because I never had a chance to go to college. I never had a chance to really get a job. So I was already, like, I was stuck out the, I was outside the matrix, like, let me in. <laughs> I'm outside, like, I, I'm trying to come in. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. nah, you know, we ain't messing with people like you. So I'm like, all right, cool, I'm just going to build my own. So that's what I ended up doing. I'm just on my own island now, building, building my stuff up and I'm bringing whoever wants to come to come to it. I come over.
0: I love that man. I I I just love everything that you just said. Um over the past year with the pandemic and everything like that, how much of that has kind of affected the way that you think and, you know, kind of move around because we can't physically, I mean, we aren't you know, now more and more, you know, than ever, but especially like, you know, March, May, June, just kind of fucked up a lot of people's lives yeah. for sure. Right. Um, how has that made you kind of relook, reevaluate um, the way that you do things?
1: Um, I mean, during the pandemic, me and my, me and my man Byron. A couple of guys, we started a company called FC mask. We, we made a mask company. So as soon as like Donald Trump has said, um, mandatory mask We called one of our manufacturers And we started printing a mask And that, is along, that company alone Was doing great So I just think that the pandemic Woke up the hustle in everybody I mean at this point you don't got no job So yeah. whatever you good at is what you gonna Pretty much have to do Well me I'm good at putting things together So when we put When we created the mask company Created Instagram Got some influencers Started posting it Um it took a life of his own. Everyone around me, I, I, I started to notice that they were getting into their entrepreneurship. So I was kind of proud of everybody pretty much not letting the, the COVID stop them from like living life. Yep. You know, and Then, you know, the government came out and they give out this, all this money and doing all this. But the, um, the upside of that is the people that I, that I was connected to, they all got that money and it was just like, what do we what should we do? And I, I personally just say, you know, what the next best thing is gonna be crypto. I see that coming because at this point I don't see jobs just popping up. And I think stock how stocks gonna go up if the jobs that they are cutting are connected to the stocks. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's how I feel. Like if you don't have a job there, I can't why would you invest there? Yep. But that's just my opinion. People who purchase stocks, that's they understand what they're doing. Yep. That's their world Yeah none of that shit Made sense How that was it just Still going sense. up and up and Yeah it just didn't weird. make sense To me yeah. Like I'm not I'm not knocking nobody Who invests no. in stocks Cause I got people Who make money in options yeah. You know But for me It just wasn't it I looked at it like I can get into something On the ground up So that was my goal really Just to find companies On the ground up And I just felt like Crypto had So many opportunities For me So every time I made income I really Just thought it to myself Well I don't really Need anything so I'm just going to invest it because by the time this pandemic is over, you know, who knows? Because I didn't know how long it was going to go. Yeah. No
0: one, no one imagined that it was going to last this long, right?
1: I don't even know how long it lasted. How long have we have been doing this for?
0: Fucking never. It <laughs> feels like too long. Um, way too long. Um, <clears throat> like a year, right? Yeah. Like a, like a year, right? Um, I, do, you, do, you, do you see this happening, though? It's like on when you, you constrict something for so long, right? It's like you, you just push it and push it tighter, tighter, tighter. There's eventually cracks that are going to happen and then it's going to open and explode, right? Yeah. Do you see that happening? Kind of like people saying like 2021 is going to be like the new version of the roaring 20s where it's just like everyone's been pushed in so tight, but this, you know, cut end of year and then coming on the next year, like things are going to have a trajectory upwards or do you think that, eventually with everything that's happened with the stock market just flying so high that it, it has to come
1: down. I mean, I think we're in a wealth shift at the moment. I think that the way things have been conditioned and been done for the last 20, 30 years, I think this is just changing. I think we're just going in a new direction when it comes to finances. I mean, you got to think about it like this. We got robots living our food now. You know what I'm saying? Just 10 years ago, you was telling your kids not getting the car with a stranger but now you got your old kid ordering a car by a stranger. So I think just think at this point, we're just going in that place where the world is just changing. We're, we're just growing. Yes, I think the world is about, it's, it's, it hit that, you know, it's just how many jobs can we get? How much college can we do? How much bullshit can we eat? Like all of, you know, and I, how much money can we print? I just think that we've come into that bubble of, we had a real estate bubble. I think we're now in like a finance bubble, where it's yeah. just not making no sense. It's like making no sense for me, and they're printing money like it's nothing. Yep. So something has to be wrong with the situation, and I think it's just like they're trying to make sure we live a good life without them knowing they're really messing up. Yeah. And I think crypto is one of those things that's coming in to kind of help the people have control of what their future would be yeah. because now our future is not in the, the 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 my future is not in the lane of a i'm not worried about my credit now mm-hmm. for my future like i'm not worried about it's i'm at this job gonna give me like a raise like i'm not worried about that now i'm just worried about where's my money being invested you know and i think that I personally think that some problems create solutions. And I think the problem that we had in the financial world, I think is creating the biggest solution in the world, which is now everyone needs to learn it. Yeah. you never had a time to just sit back and say, I need to learn about my money. Instead of making money, we're now learning about it. And I think that itself is just great because you now have more control and you can now just pick your own destiny. Yeah. Do you,
0: do you see a um, an eventual... Like, we have we have a big pullback right now on crypto, but do you see a a big pullback coming? Obviously, it wouldn't be the end to crypto, right? Because, um, you know, crypto is very... It's, it's cyclical, right? It's, you know, sometimes up, sometimes down. There's, there's big ups, and then there's downs. But then it's always, if you look at it from a macro
1: perspective, a bird's eye view, it's constantly going up, right? It's going up, and I think when it goes down, that's a sign of opportunity. Yes. I think crypto is... And let's, let's 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 just say crypto's a human, right? I think crypto, he leaves you. He leaves you at the bus stop. But he keep coming right back like, you want to get on? And then you're like, nah, not this time. It misses you again. And then it come back like, we low. You trying to get on? And I think we're in that time right now in the world where it's like, it's so many people at the bus stop. Like, I'm ready to get on. yeah. And now we're like, let's go. Yes. Because obviously the way things have been working for people is just not Hasn't been the prime the prime idea of what we thought the world would be. But like I said, every cause has an effect and every problem has a solution. I think the problem was the financial system, the schooling system, the food, all that. And I think this is now helping people be more aware of themselves. Because I had friends who was investing, before I was investing in crypto with me, they were buying Gucci, Fendi, they was buying things that made no sense to me, but it made sense to them. And I think that crypto's here, and now that I can make sense of this to you, now they're realizing that the things that they were buying before don't make sense to them either. But it's great to buy them now if your money is making you money. But if you're going to spend your hard-earned money to purchase something that's really worth $12, but you're about to pay $1,000 for it, I think that's that's... That's kind of living backwards. Because at the end of the day, you can't sit and say, well, I don't have a chance. Well, you do. I mean, you wore it. You wore, You drove a nice car. You pay monthly for it. You, you pick th- that apartment. You pick those clothes to wear. You have a, plenty of chances to invest your money. You just chose t- to invest of the outer you and not on the inner you. I mean, I'm just trying to convince people to just invest in themselves, which is putting your money where it makes you money.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, come on, man. That's uh, that's just a very powerful statement that you just said, um, and, and so many people continue to invest in things that just don't don't make sense and live above their means yeah right that's a it's a huge problem especially in america people living above their means right and they, they the system is set up so easy right where you can you know lease a sixty thousand dollar car for five hundred dollars six hundred dollars a month right and yeah so if,
1: but turn around and can't sell it for no more than twenty thousand dollars exactly right right it's just a weird fucked up system
0: um you know, one of the things that really drew me to you and wanting you to come on the podcast is your your latest book, Crypto Corey. Yeah, right. Um, when I saw that, I was just I, I, I was I was blown away, right? Because for me, it, it's so important to teach the younger generation uh, in in a real way. And what I mean by that, and I said this before the podcast is that, you know, kids that grew up in the eighties and nineties, um, you know, there's a program called, you know, dare just say no. Right. It's just (laughs) like, you know, the, the Reagans, uh, you know, created the system where it's like, just say no to drugs. Right. It's like, no, fuck you. That's not how life works. Right. You don't just say no. Right. We, we need to be teaching the younger generation, real things be be straight up, but, but, but teach it in a way that's easily digestible. Right. Yeah. And so when I saw crypto Corey, right, it, it was just like, dude, I've got to talk to this guy. You know, it was just really amazing. Right. And, um, and, and I saw you just on like a masterpiece channel and everything yeah. like that. Shout out to that. That's awesome. What was some of the idea behind crypto Corey and then why? The
1: idea behind it was for me, well, when I was younger, but the cool thing my mom did, and I didn't tell no one when I was younger, because it was it would have been quote unquote embarrassing. But my mom purchased me hooked on phonics. But it wasn't like okay, it wasn't like you need I needed hooked on phonics. Yeah, the main thing behind it was my I, my, my daughter is at home with me all day, me and my wife, and we self teach teach her everything. My wife teaches her everything, like from reading to writing. Like she's only three years old. And when I got into the crypto space, I wanted to figure out a way to introduce her to crypto without it going over her head. So um, my mother-in-law, not my mother-in-law, but my stepmom, she was, um, she's a writer. So I kind of conversed it with her. And then I have a, gr- a childhood friend named Tennyson Turner. He's a, he's a movie writer. So I, conver- I pretty much put them two together and kind of basically brought my idea out. And then what they did was kind of bring my idea to tuition. Right. So between them and me, we came up with Crypto Quarry, which is a kid that's going to pretty much going to teach every, like every level of crypto throughout their life, like the first, the beginning stages. Then we're going to talk about the blockchain stages. Then we're going to go into NFTs. We're going to pretty much go pretty much all over the crypto, crypto map, and we just wanted we just created this one first thing first just to get it out like first like just to get the kids informed. Mm-hmm. I love that, man. I
0: love Shoot. that. By being able to create something like that, uh, in, educate, you know, the younger generation on, you know, the, this emerging technology, but, but in a way that's easily digestible. Um, and I know you briefly talked about it a second ago, but it was like, when, when you look back before you created it, what was it? Something, was it something that you were trying to portray to your own kid? Was it something that you wanted
1: to give to the world? What was it? Originally, it was for me to give it to my child. I wanted my daughter to have the experience of understanding her finances before she turned 10 because I thought that was, I think it's really important for kids to understand that money is something that's never going anywhere. So before you even learn how to do a a lot of unnecessary things, I was like, oh, at least I can instill her finances inside of her conscience. Because when you're a kid... You, you remember everything. You remember Cat in the Hat. You remember um, Scooby Doo. You remember all these old cartoons. Yeah. And for me, I was like, Is it, maybe it's a way I could plant the seed inside of her. And then when I realized, like, all my friends were having kids and all my friends' friends were having kids. And I was like thinking to myself, like, maybe I can make this book for everybody. So we decided to just work on it. We worked on it about like six months. Wow. What were
0: some of the things that you had to do to to work on that and, and, and build that up?
1: pretty much for me it was just understanding how to write a book. It was my first time writing a book that that wasn't online. So I had to do I had to figure out if I wanted to go with the self publishing, did I want to go to a published company, did I want to put my own money up? Did I wanna find an investor? And Doing crypto, I realized you don't need an investor. You just need some crypto coins. Yes. So yes. I, I took it upon myself. I invested into building my own book and it just became one book, but then we turned it into becoming a series. So we're working on a couple books to, to lead in right after. So I looked at it like if we make one book and crypto's changing, we could continually grow with the kids. Yeah. And like I said, I wanted, I wanted my daughter to be full blown. A crypto genius, so I was like, "Man, how can I bring this to her?" So, me, um, my dad's wife Tess, um, Honey, and um, my best friend from childhood, uh, Tennyson, we collectively came together and created a crypto quarry. Wow, dude! I, 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 my gosh! I I find that amazing.
0: Um, You're, 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 you're your stepmom, your father's, uh, wife. Um, he was, he was briefly telling me a little about a little bit about her and, yeah. uh, she sounds like a, a an amazing woman and that someone that you, you can connect with really well.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I recently met her, nice. but
0: it was a connection. Like we knew each other already. Isn't that fascinating when you meet people that it, it can be just a short period of time that you know them, but it's like, there's something that connects, right. Okay. Um, the the graphic design and the artwork, where did you get that done from?
1: Um, my guy, my guy helped me with the graphics. He's out in London right now. And pretty much he helped me up with a couple of things like website designs. And when I came to him about writing a book, he pretty much was explaining to me this would be his first time doing it. And I put the ball in his court and he had to hire people on his side and we did a lot of changes. When I say we did a lot of changes, because in the moment when I I I, I put crypto, we decided to write the book. Crypto was changing in the process of writing. The world was changing. So some of the pages when we started was had something to do with pandemic and kind of kind of. But then something told me like I don't want the kids to look back and worry about and focus on the pandemic part. So we kind of removed the pandemic part and kind of added more adventures at the crypto space to lead off into another book so kids could kind of have a journey so eventually they'll have four books where they can see the beginning and the book is going to describe all the things that the world is changing and wow. so we kind of want kids to understand that change is good changing is actually better than nothing changing Yeah. so we're trying to just let them know that the world is changing but it's okay yeah man it is
0: it is man change is happening, um, and there's nothing that you can do about it, but it is a good and positive thing um and, and it was smart for you to to remove that right out of it, right and so I don't know when we look back at this time, right I, I hope people can take um you know some of the positive uh, that, that, that has occurred right. Uh, during this, during the pandemic. Um, and I know there are a lot of people that are hurting and suffering and going through shit. Like I get that. Um, but at the end of the day, writing something, you know, called crypto Corey for yourself, uh, not for yourself, but, but, but putting that together and having it all come together. Do you remember the moment when you had that first copy in your hand, what that
1: felt like? Man, it was crazy because I got it done with a manufacturer out in China. Because if you self-publish a book, even if you publish a book in America, they still outsource. So the price is expensive when you do it out here. So it took like two, maybe three weeks for the first copy to come so we can be able to see the changes. Yes, The first copy came hard copy. It was perfect. Everything was perfect from the coloring to the pages. Everything was perfect. And what I was able to do was make... A lot of changes to the book, to where I know now for a fact that when a kid reads this book, they'll know what crypto means to them. Cause yeah. so like I said, I wanted to put on people, kids' conscious. Every kid could drive past a McDonald's and know exactly what it is. But now I want a kid to know that when they see a dollar bill, that that's old currency. And when they and me and my daughter have those arguments, she was like, "I have money." And I'm like, no, I have money. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no, you don't have money. It's true though, it's true, right? You have you have dollar bills, I have money. And it's located on my phone. Yes. So one of the projects that I plan on doing, I don't know, I'm being very optimistic about it. I want to create a way where parents can save money for crypto um for their kids and where their kids can eventually use the money instead of having to take a loan now they can borrow against themselves yes so that's something that I, I, I plan on working with in the future as of right now I'm just I'm with I got a team and we're building a crypto university Academy where it's a place where people can come and learn crypto um, trade crypto um post about what they're doing in crypto space and have it has a marketplace where they can sell products as well We'll be releasing that around you. Are you serious, man? Mm-hmm. Twenty nine years old,
0: man. What 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 drives you, dude? Like, I know that's such like a vague question, but at twenty nine years old, I um, yeah, my mind was was thinking not similar to the way I'm thinking today because I'm thirty four and I've grown a lot in the five years. But it just seems that. You, you have this innate ability to just connect things. It's like you're like the glue. Yeah. Um, what is it inside of you, if you could put a word on it or a thought?
1: Hmm. Maybe, I, I think, well, since what, I, what, I, what I think is personally, as a kid, you have an idea what being an adult is. And when you get to become an adult, it's completely opposite. And But I also know that the idea I have is possible. And once I figured out it is possible, I knew that if I worked hard on myself, I'd be able to make sure that the ideas I had as a kid can become true. Like always, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, I want to have this, I want to have that. But people don't understand the, the the things they have to do to get that. And what I learned Instead of me becoming a millionaire, if I can help people become a millionaire, that'll make me a billionaire. And that's my drive. I wanna make as many millionaires as possible so I could borrow you guys' money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> That is uh, That's one of the most Powerful statements I've heard man So if you're in my group Right now listening I'm gonna ask you one day To kind of borrow some money <laughs> <laughs> And you better let him Pretty sure he will. <laughs> <laughs> so the book The university Which damn man I, I cannot wait For that to uh, For that to drop Are yeah, uh, you
1: guys sharing names yet Or are you just Kind of waiting uh, It's gonna be In the crypto academy Okay Um, It's gonna be a uh, Ecosystem that I created And the cool thing about it is I've already created the ecosystem All I'm going to do is make the ecosystem I created Better and more Open to the world And for everyone To be able to use it And I'm excited for it Because I I pretty much did this for my, my group And I believe that they deserve the best Opportunity to get to the next Destination that they're trying to get to So if I can help build those 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 train tracks to get them there. I'm gonna do what I gotta do because they've helped me get to where I'm at. I'm only here because my group and the people who post me, the people who repost, and the people who tag me. They have shared my uh, my journey with the world without me having to run any ads. I've never had to pay any marketing to get anything done. So I just I feel the love. So I'm my I'm giving it back by just basically dedicating my life to just building as much things that can help them and their future and their kids. Because I know growing up what I needed as a kid, but now that I know I'm a, as an adult, I know like the, our parents couldn't give us what we needed because they had to work. They had to go get the money to take care of the bills. They had to, to put themselves in situations. They had to put their dreams on the back burner. So I told myself I would never put my dreams on the back burner for nobody. And I could live my life following my dreams and if i could take as many people with me through this journey then then that's what the, that's what we're going to do 24/7 we just going to mm-hmm. knock down every wall that's in front of us damn man and now i have a team of people to help me so that's the cool thing about it <laughs> you're very community driven yeah you are very very community
0: driven um you know as we kind of start to wrap this up and wind it down right um is there any other projects you're working on little things that you want to talk about Man, I know you're. you're
1: that. Nope. They're just going to have to stay tuned. That's all. They got to watch the show, man. Yes. the Tycoon. They just got to follow me. I love that. Um, I like to keep everything to, to a certain point until it's uh, about that time. Uh, one of the things I'm working on right now that we're in the middle of doing, we have this passive income situation we have where helping people make passive income off yield farming. Yes. And it's daily income off the Binance um, chain. And we use the Binance coin to pretty much help people make passive income through yield farming. Because, you know, Binance is the, the number one platform in the world, number three coin on the market. Yep. And just in January, that coin went from $40 and it's now sitting at like $400. So we have a system where you guys can purchase that coin and get a percentage 2.2% off of every day. And not only get 2.2% off every day, but you can help your friends and family Receive the same thing, and the moment you start helping people, your percentage goes up, and all it is is just your money's in a, a pool of other money being invested twenty four seven, and pretty much that's what we're working on right now, trying to get everyone that passive income in crypto. So it's all about right, yeah, right. What's that called? Um, it's called B&B profits at the moment. That's okay. the company. All right, all right. And they can find more information on your page. Yep, and then results is on my page. Just click passive income um, where the, the the company's in a light launch right now. So it's not fully marketed out, but I'm placing people in it now so they can get their feet wet. So by the time it, it goes full throttle, they my team will already be involved in the Binance coin before it hits $1,000 because that's where it's going. Of mm-hmm. course, these coins are going up. So I wanted to just plant that seed in my group first and I'm going to spread it as much as I can. 'Cause I think everyone should deserve to wake up to two, three hundred dollars. Of course. Every day. Right. Yeah. Every single day. Every right? day. Right. And that's the way it
0: should be. Yeah. Um that that, pass, that passive income is what you pray for. It's what you hope for, man. It's like yeah. you your money's making money, right? You're it's working out like you said before, you know, taking care of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, people been using, you know, you use real estate for passive income stocks. Um, it's all type of different things, but I think crypto just came and made it accelerated, and it's so complicated for certain people to understand how to yield farming crypto because you have to use pancake Yep. do all these other things. So I think this program that we have that we've been pushing is just a—it's an easy beginner's program where people could just buy a couple binance coins, get your two point two percent. If you tell two of your friends, your 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 percentage goes up to the the percentage that you pick with your coins. You know, twenty coins give you fifteen percent. Eight coins give you ten percent. So we have those scenarios, and pretty much you can find that information on my page. And anybody who wants help in setting that up, I'll, I help set it up. I do Zoom calls, one-on-ones, and we do group Zoom calls. And we have a BNB section in my in my group where you are in the room with over three hundred people that's also involved in the same product. Everyone's making their money. Um, and the more people they share it to, it's more like a I, I will call it a wealth tree. Instead of a what you call a quote unquote pyramid, I would call it a wealth tree because you get paid for absolutely nothing, and if yes. you decide to help people, you could get more. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, you know the 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 thought of like yield farming is very it's very challenging. You know, mm-hmm. for a lot of people out there, downloading the trust wallet, opening the browser, uh, you know, opening up Pancake Swap, you yeah. any of those, right? You know, swap is just too expensive. To mask,
1: but yeah, that,
0: all the, that, the whole that, that 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 whole nine, right? Even when I try to explain it to you know some of my friends, or right? they're like, "It's just too fucking much." It's just See, and
1: that's why B&B profits is a good company, yeah, because it it kind of throws that process out the window. And I have other programs that I present to my group, but I like to basically feed them certain things at a time, because crypto is overwhelming. A lot of people could get into crypto and just be like, what is this? Yeah. So uh, we, we started off in teaching people with understanding of crypto, get them to make some money in some good coins early, and now we're going to sh- show you that the money that you've made in crypto, we're now going to turn it into passive income, and it gets you income off your money. Now it's time for you to have conversations with your money like, what you doing sitting down? Get on up. Go to work, and that's where I look at crypto. I look at that's the place where my money works. I yeah. mean, that's where they work. So, they and and, and crypto's always higher. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give my money a raise because it's working his ass. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I give my money a raise all the time. I say, you know what, I'm gonna give you some some more money, man. Yeah, and they go out and recruit more money for me. So. I just want to condition all my friends to think about when they get paid, think about it twice like where it can go cuz we've turned coins from $1,000 to $30,000. Yeah. We've we've turned 5,000 to 80,000 before. You know, we I've, I've helped people turn their, their their money into money that they've never seen. And for me the biggest thing for me is just I've already done that for myself, so I don't get a kick out of making money no more. I'm gonna be truthfully honest. Like, once you have a master to something that, you know, I wouldn't say I got bored of doing it because I'm I'm not the richest person in the world, but I do find more enjoyment in watching people make money from something they don't barely understand, and then watching them learn it and then understanding it, and realizing that they could have been doing this the whole time, but then letting them know that it's not too late to start, which is cool because crypto is just the beginning. Yeah, And if I could get as many people involved as possible, I feel like our future as a society will be great because everyone will be financially literate, Literate, you know. Absolutely. They'll understand where their money's at. And I think more people need, people need to pay more attention to it, you know. You get told, oh, well, you get a job, you got your retirement, we're taking care of it. You put in a 4101 k and then you end up <coughs> retiring and then you're like unhappy. Yeah. And I think crypto is a place where people can invest their money and tap into that power they don't know they have. Because it's hard to tap into those powers when you're financially unstable. When you're sitting there thinking about how to make money all day, you don't even think about your talent no more. You don't even think about what you're really good at because your whole focus is on making money. So I think that when people have an extra income coming in, it gives a brain, it taps like a button in their brain to let them wander about other things. And since the reason why earlier you questioned, you asked was, um, what's my drive? I wouldn't even call it a drive. I just think that I'm tapped into my brain to where, what can I do next? Because I don't think about money. So I, since I know all my bills are paid for, because my money is taking care of that part, I can now think about what I can do now with my time and- how much more I can add to this service that I'm doing and focus on just finding more opportunities for us and bring them back to my, my people. And then my people's finding opportunities for me, and it's just like a, just a beautiful, beautiful thing. I, I sort of wish that our, my parents and the people before me had the internet yeah. so they could kind of see what we're looking at right now. But we're just, we're, I, guess, I guess you guys are lucky with everything being cheap <laughs> Y'all was paying rent $500 a month Yep Our rent is higher yeah, but I'm Way higher Our conscience is way higher Yes We kind of know what's more We know what's going on So I just think distinguish people That's my, my age Our job now Is to kind of Give that information To our parents And let them know Like hey Like you don't have to just Wait on your phone Okay Or You don't have to invest Into a stock yeah. It's other utensils That we have To drive your money You know You don't have to buy real estate If you don't want to I mean you go buy a $200,000 piece of property, you give me $200,000. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not leaving my house. No. Yeah. I'm going to probably make 10 times as much as you did on that property. But I'm probably going to still buy some property just to have, you know, just to keep in the cut. But my focus is not that digital real estate is here now. Yeah. You can buy real estate from your couch. Yes. So you don't have to go out there and find deals. The deals is
0: online. <laughs> so crazy, man. It's so crazy. This, this, this huge shift that we're seeing, you know, this technological shift that we're, that we, that we are seeing. Um, but like you said, it, it's the ability to not have to worry at the end of the month where the money is coming to pay the bills, right? You know, that, that, that old saying is like money doesn't make you, doesn't build happiness. Well, Okay, I can understand what that saying means, but like when you dissect it, if you're the person that at the end of every month is, is scrounging to pay the bills, and then you take that person and you give them the tools necessary, right? To at the end of the month, at the end of every month, they're not worrying about how the bills are going to get paid because they have the money to pay it, and then yeah. they have all the extra money to then invest it, right? To, to build even more wealth that is a happier person than, than the person that is stressing the fuck out every single day or every single, at the end of every single month, right? I can't say for, for certain that's a happy, but, but generally, right? Let me throw generally out the window. Let me say for myself, yeah. right? I'll speak for myself. I remember at the end of every single month, and all the drama and the bullshit and the fights between you know my my wife and I, or she's my girlfriend back then. Um, just the, the the bullshit, dude. That bullshit. And then when I got to the point where it's like you know I've I, I made enough money and I was able to uh, afford you know the things in my life and not have to worry about it. It's a lot less stressful, right? It's a lot. Your your that part of your life is definitely easier. But then yeah. what happens afterwards? what's that next step of, you know, trying to make all that extra money, uh, build and, 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 and create hopefully that generational wealth, right. Money that lasts, you know, years to come. Um, when you, you know, when you're 90, a hundred years old, right. And you're, you're, you're old and gray and, you know, it's, it's your, your, your last breath, whatever. Hope you live to 150, right? Yeah. But you know, my point. What What do you want to be remembered for?
1: I wanted to just be remembered as a person that really changed people's lives and really touched them in a way where I didn't just post how much money I spent and what I have. And I don't. I try not to do that type of thing to people because that creates energy of envy and jealousy that I don't really want around me. So I look at it like instead of me trying to let everybody know I'm winning, I want everybody to win with me. So if anyone will want to remember me, I would want them to remember me as a guy who who really wanted everyone to win and not just myself. That's just, that's just really what it is for me because anyone can win by themselves and focus on themselves and take care of themselves, but it takes a lot to, to change people's lives and I just think that at this point in my life I, I felt like I got good at making money now my next challenge is making other people money that's a that's a challenge and that sh- itself is now becoming easy so now the next challenge is like okay how can we make your kids money
0: <laughs> yes 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 I love that man
1: and that brings us to crypto core yes
0: god damn man god damn <laughs> you're a good human being You are a good human being, you know, listening to your story. I I really realized one thing that stands out to me is community is, is building that that community is, is, is who you are. It's ingrained in your roots and it's not me, myself, and I, it is, it is, it is, it is us. It is everyone. It's not just you. And you keep on saying, I don't want to, you know, I, I have mine, but now it's so important to build, help build the community up. And that's so powerful, especially when you live in a generation where, you know, people are posting, you know, this and that and the other and this bullshit, right? Yeah. Um, when they're, they're, they're feeding into this machine that is not really necessary. It's not even real. It's not. It's a facade.
1: It's a fucking facade. And I mean, people spend, they work hard, they make their money to pay for a facade to let people know how great their facade is. When I know deeply behind that facade that they're not happy. Yeah. 100%.
0: Yeah. 100%. Um you know, I guess my, my last question that I want to ask you um is uh do you believe in aliens? Yes,
1: <laughs> I do. I believe aliens. <laughs> of course I have to. <laughs> I have it has to be aliens cuz What's going on in the world right now cannot be any human with a with a heart cannot be doing all
2: this.
1: (laughs) Like any human with a conscience could not be here really doing this, like really having people do take medication that don't work and just all type of things that just doesn't exist. It has to be aliens. (laughs) There has to be something more, right? Somebody like Pimping us right now <laughs> <laughs> It's
0: like uh, Fuck you Fuck you Fuck yeah. you You're cool Yeah like
1: It gotta be they somebody gotta, Doing this like Your system is cool <laughs> yeah, It gotta be someone That is doing this <laughs> Yeah man like, Facts I'm, yeah, It has to be More than just us Here but They here Do I, I I don't focus on them Cause I don't see them But I'm 100% sure They see me and, Yeah just gonna hopefully they don't come
0: in my area maybe they're like uh you know how we uh, like track bears and shit like that and it's just like they don't track all we don't track all the bears but just like a bear here bear there right um maybe it's kind of like that right maybe it's like you know they 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 they're just tracking some of us or they're pimping us out
1: they're pimping us out or man. it's like
0: a simulation or fucking i don't know but i just
1: like to ask random questions at the end <laughs> <laughs> where can people find your stuff man um newworldtycoon.com Um, Instagram New World Tycoon Pretty much I'm very um, I'm in my own DMs I don't have an assistant At the moment Or anything So I answer everyone Myself Nine times out of ten When people book a meeting With me I'm the one that's calling them So it's just funny To me When people book with me They're like I didn't know you was gonna call (laughs) I'm like nah I I didn't know you thought Someone else was (laughs) 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 So They can find me At New World Tycoon Um dot com pretty much anything you type google nowhere tycoon i'll pop up you get you get to my dm um i will respond i love that man i love that about you man and I, I really appreciate
0: you coming on the podcast and you know sharing your story and you know doing everything that you're doing you know there's you're, you're one person i'm going to continue to watch and um
1: and uh yeah thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on the show bro man thank you for inviting me man I know there's a million people out here doing crypto, but uh, you chose me.
0: Ah, (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Thanks, bro. Woo. And that's a wrap.
1: Man, thank you, my guy. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Wowzers! thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, 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 I know this, but if you guys really like the show, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with a friend, family member, or a foe. It helps us grow in a major way. Excuse me. And, um, you know, if you guys want to watch these, head over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash back to your story. But don't forget. New podcast premiere bi-monthly. No, bi-monthly, bi-weekly. Jesus. Uh, and sometimes three a month. So at least two, but sometimes three. And uh, yeah, well, have a good night, people. Thanks for listening. I appreciate y'all. <laughs>